Are you dedicated, up and coming, motivated, and bold? Then you're dumb. So are we. Welcome to the Young and Dumb Podcast with your hosts, Justin Wynn and Gary Pershad. Join us every week as we discover the knit and grit of your young and dumb journeys. We got more podcasts for your head top, so watch how you speak on our name, you know? Growing up young and dumb, we are often told to be mindful of others and take care of one another. And of course that's true, but after working so hard on the day-to-day, we often forget about ourselves. But how do you maintain the self? Let us break it down for you. Self-aware by truly knowing his body and going all in on his strengths. Equanimous, never waving under the pressures of society to be molded by other people's standards. Lively, with his daily mindful meditation and always giving off a positive vibe to everyone around him. Forbearing, in pioneering the mindful meditation space as he knows the industry is about to explode along with his personal brand. How do you maintain oneself? With the Zen Wizard. So welcome to the eighth episode of Young and Dumb. We have a very, very special guest with us today. Um, he's very self-aware, and he is the master of Zen. Kyle, say what's up to the people. What's up? What's up? So if you wouldn't mind by starting us off, just giving us a brief overview of who you are and what you're doing right now. All right. What's up, everybody? Kyle Magid, known as the Zen Wizard. I've always had an entrepreneur's mindset you could say and currently I do video production I teach minimalist fitness training and most importantly mindful meditation awesome so let's take a quick look into your self-awareness what do you define as being self-aware self-awareness in basic forms self-awareness is just mindfulness so what I teach is mindfulness and mindful meditation so the practice of mindful meditation is the practice of self-awareness being self-aware of your thoughts being self-aware of your emotions being self-aware of your actions you're taking the goals that you have for yourself the reasons those are the goals that you have what you are doing knowing and being self-aware of what affects you all the negative aspects that are going on in your life Just basically all-around self-awareness of thoughts and emotions from a basic standpoint. Okay, and how did you get into this this aura of self-awareness? Self-awareness. So, probably about two and a half years ago, I I got out of a five-year relationship, which I learned a lot about myself. And, And then I started to read Eckhart Tolle's work. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Eckhart Tolle's work. Not really. <laughs> but basically, his his book right now that a lot of people know of is called The Power of Now. So basically, all his work has gone into studying about the ego, which the ego is just the voice inside of our head, about becoming present, about consciousness, but basically it goes into all the strategies of the ego and how the ego affects us at basic levels and more in-depth levels in our lives. 
So that was the book that I read after I got out of that relationship, which totally just blew my mind and, and just totally had a big shift in mindset for myself. So that brought me to the practice of mindfulness. And before I even knew it was the start of me becoming aware of the negative things that have, that have been affecting me from a past standpoint. And then as I continue to live being aware of what's going on, what affects me. So I didn't even know it was the practice of self-awareness at the time, but then I started to get into meditation, which I started with the, it's a, the company called Headspace. Are you guys familiar with that? No, no. Founded by uh, Andy Pudicombe, which I heard on the School of Greatness podcast with Lewis Howes. And so that was the first guided meditations I learned just to try to meditate. And at the time, I didn't really know exactly what meditation was. You know, it was kind of just everyone thought like, eh, it's just a f- mm-hmm. relieve stress exactly. or quiet your mind, empty your mind. I didn't really know exactly what it was, but I learned through Eckhart Tolle's about the ego and then about being mindful of my own life. And then I started meditating and I realized meditating is just watching over our thoughts, watching over our emotions, which is self-awareness, mm-hmm. you know? So, so when you enter a meditative state and you s- start mindful meditating, when you actually sit down and practice it, you're sitting there with your thoughts and you're becoming the outside observer of your thoughts and your emotions that you are experiencing. So that is the practice of being in the present moment. Being mindful and being self-aware is ultimately becoming the watcher, the outside perspective, the observer of your inner thoughts and emotions so that when thoughts come up in your mind, you're aware of what those thoughts are and how they affect you. Because all an emotion is, is the body's reaction to the mind. Mm -hmm. So becoming aware of these thoughts, you're aware of the emotion that is combined with that thought so that you know exactly what is affecting you and why. And the self-awareness being the outside perspective doesn't allow that emotion to take over your body and to continue to feed the ego and produce more negative emotions and more negative thoughts in your mind. Mm-hmm. It do- when you're the outside observance, it doesn't affect you. Therefore, you can find the cause of that repetitive thought or whatever that may be, whatever it's a mental projection of the future or a past memory that has been affecting you in a negative way that you've just been pushing away or brushing under the rug, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We all have to observe these thoughts that come into our mind. And once we do, we can find the root cause because that's the best part about self-awareness. You're the outside observer and you can see these thoughts and the emotions coupled with them and figure out the root cause of what's causing them. And then you can accept and embrace them and change your thought form your thought forms by changing your perception on those thought forms to then change your present moment and to potentially better and change your future as it comes cuz when does when does the future come you don't know it doesn't when <laughs> when, when does the future happen it happens now yeah. in the present moment so as we continue to better ourselves in the present moment our future is going to continue to get better and better and okay. better that makes sense so okay. that's basically what I've been learning about mindfulness and realizing that mindfulness and mindful meditation is just the practice of self-awareness, which is the ultimate skill for us to learn. Mm -hmm. So how does, um, 
how can you say your life has changed from becoming self-aware versus where you were before your five-year relationship? Once I got on this journey of mindfulness and, and first of all, I, I read the book, The Power of Now. I didn't just read the book, you know, every word, every sentence was just like a an explosion <laughs> in my mind. It was just mindgasm after mindgasm, you know, yep. and I just became obsessed with it. And it completely changed the way I thought about relationships, the way I thought about myself, about my life, about life itself. So if you look in my book, it's got pretty much everything is highlighted and I have, you know, notebooks that, with notes and everything. So I, I studied that book. I just became obsessed. Mm -hmm. And then that led me to practicing mindful meditation. And then that led to me to being more self-aware. And now that I realize even more recently, as that continued to happen, as I became more present and practice living in the present moment and practice watching over the ego and watching over my mind and all my thoughts and my emotions, it purified my intuition. It just made my intuition clear. So, mm -hmm. so the decisions I made and the path that I wanted to take and continued to take was just clear, even if it was, you know, against the system or, or not the right thing to do to some people, but I just had, you just have that inner knowing, mm -hmm. you know, you just have those answers that come to you. It's, it's almost like the path just like opens up. Okay. So when you develop a deeper sense of self-awareness, your intuition just becomes more clear, which your intuition is your guidance yeah. in life as well. So that's, that's the power of self-awareness ultimately clears up your intuition to allow you to live deeply in the present moment continually and just guide you down the path towards your path and purpose, whatever that may be for your life. Okay, awesome. So how does one become self-aware though? Is it a, pro like, do you think everyone can? And what's, I guess, the process if there is one? I think every, everyone has a level of self-awareness, which I call it their, their level of Zen. Mm -hmm. So, so basically how stress, anxiety, fear, and all that stuff is created is it's essentially created by the ego. So the ego produces, uh, a thought in your negative mental thought of the future or the past or something or a reaction that comes up in a situation creates the thought and then your emotion is the body's reaction to the mind so you have the emotional response to whatever that negative thought was mm -hmm. and then depending on your level of self-awareness or your level of Zen you form some sort of belief behind that thought which that belief creates the stress and the fear and the anxiety mm -hmm. and then when you believe that whether it's whatever you're picturing in your mind of it you believe it and then it and then it produces more thoughts and then it produces more negative emotions and then it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger but for your level of self-awareness so say something happens um, someone cuts you off in the road and you just get furious you know <laughs> you get super super pissed yep. you know that is your level of Zen, your level of self-awareness. How, how much the emotion takes over your body is what I always say and what I try to find for people's level of Zen or self-awareness. Mm -hmm. That you form that belief and the level of emotion and the cycle of thoughts that continues to take you over is your current level of self-awareness. 
which I've thought of making some sort of, like trying to create some yeah. sort of like a uh, thing to test that out, mm-hmm. you know, but that's how I always uh, just envision and, and see it in people. Their, their level of Zen is what I call it based on how much of emotion takes them over, how they react, you know, yep. how much of that specific emotion to that negative thought takes them over is their level of self-awareness. Okay. So with other individuals' Zen levels, uh, let's pretend everyone had an extremely high Zen level or an extremely low one. How would that um, work out with interactions between one another? Um, so extreme, I mean, obviously, if it's ex- extremely high level, that just means everyone's self-aware of what's going on and everyone is living more deeply in the present moment. And that opens up true communication between people because that's another thing I noticed too once I became more mindful and and practiced meditation being more present you know it's not about being super positive it's just being content with everything that's happening in your life Mm -hmm. you know because some things are controllable some things are uncontrollable but it's just about being content and what I realized after I had a deeper sense of presence is that all my interactions with people were were deep and they're connected because once when you when you're living deeply in the present moment, you know, and Gary Vaynerchuk does this very very well. Mm-hmm. When he's in a conversation with someone, he's in a conversation with something. Whoever he's he's talking to, he's talking to you, and you can feel it. You can mm-hmm. feel the presence with someone who who is, you know, you're in that deep communication. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's just it just opens up deep communication and connects people further, you know, because there's no judgments, criticisms, uh, opinions, analyzing things, you know, you're just having a, a true conversation with someone, which has been awesome, which is one of my favorite things to do. Like, like whenever I go out to the bar or something, mm-hmm. like, you know, my goal is not to like <laughs> hook up with chicks or anything. It's just, it's just to like have an awesome conversation with someone new or like mm-hmm. during the day, like I love having new conversations with people. You know, deep conversations, yep. real conversations, you know, and that's the potential of everyone, you know, developing their self-awareness and being more present. It takes away judgment because that's one thing that kills every, you know, the communication aspects of people, you know, talking mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. So earlier you spoke of how kind of your self-awareness is how you react to certain events, mm-hmm. basically. So would you say self-awareness is a science or an art? Is there a specific, not necessarily formula, but a path that you could take to become self-aware, I guess, that you could share to everyone else listening and viewing? Um, I guess if I were to answer that, self-awareness is kind of, I would say a combination of both, a science and an art. For developing self-awareness, for what I know and what I've experienced is the one way that I truly know how to teach and to help people develop self-awareness is just to practice mindful meditation. I truly think everyone should be practicing mindful meditation mm-hmm. because of just the experience I've had and the importance. And, and plus you just see the, the trend of meditation happening now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone talks about more being mindful and the practice of meditation and boutiques and everything is growing. You know, I, I know it's going to blow up pretty soon, like at a mass scale, which I can't wait for. 
but to practice self-awareness is the one thing you can do now is to practice mindful meditation because basic self-awareness is just watching over your thoughts mm-hmm. and your emotions. And I think that's the beginning, Okay. you know, but, but the first step is to become aware of your unawareness. Okay. Almost. So you're like, you know, you first have to be aware of your unawareness or your unconsciousness, you could say, because unconsciousness is just being unaware mm-hmm. and consciousness is just being aware, yep. simply put, you know? So the first step is to be aware of what you're unaware of. And that's why when you practice mindful meditation, you're watching over the thoughts that come up into your mind. Because the ones that continually pop up in your mind and that affect you throughout the day, because most of them are just a pattern. Yep. Most people, embrace and are are suffer through I should say through the same emotional pains they go through just because whenever pain comes up or distress you know we as human we don't like to go through that so we we fight it we fight those thoughts we push them away or we try to just uh, like instant gratification is a big thing like they'd rather do something that pleases their their senses Mm -hmm. rather than to deal with that bad situation no one likes to deal with bad situations especially that's with our our whole generation yeah 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 brushing under the rug which a lot of people do you know but you have to first embrace and accept Mm -hmm. those things that are affecting you and once you can accept them then you can kind of observe and analyze them and see where they're coming from and find the root cause and that's how you cure it, you know? A lot of people just use like pain relievers, mm-hmm. you know? Mindful meditation is the key to self-awareness, which is the key to finding the root cause to problems, you know? Not not popping some Advil to get rid of that headache, which where are you getting that headache from? Mm-hmm. You know, is it from stress affiliated with relationships, work, school? Where is it actually coming from? You know, okay. finding the root cause in, in, in an in-depth level, Yeah. you know? Great, so that leads us to your school that you've started so you just spoke about how you believe that the whole mindfulness industry is going to explode in the future is that Mm -hmm. what you're trying to capitalize with your school yeah one of my goals is to be one of the main movers of the big shift in mindfulness and meditation and that's exactly one of my big goals with Mm -hmm. this company okay so share share with us a little more about your your school and your company um, for the uh, listeners uh, around the country. Okay, so it's called Zentality, the School of Muscle and Mindfulness, which basically I've had the idea of it like two two and a half years ago. It's just slowly mm-hmm. added more and more, and then blossomed into this. Especially as soon as I got into mindfulness and mindful yep. meditation. Because it first started with training and coaching college kids and young millennials based on fitness. Because that's where I started. I've been a personal trainer now for like right over five years. Mm -hmm. And so fitness and health is where my passion has been. And especially within minimalist fitness training, which is just less is more. Training training less, but still getting maximum results. More efficient, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... I've had the idea of starting a fitness company for a while, but then as soon as I got into mindfulness and studying it and practice it on my own, because that's kind of how it happened. I started out with with my own personal fitness and health, figuring out what works with me. Then I started training 
And then that's what I, I started selling programs and stuff like that. And then I started practicing and studying mindful meditation. And so, you know, it wasn't until t- uh, two years of studying and practicing and, until I like came out to want to mm-hmm. teach it. Because when okay. I first learned about it, you know, like if you think two years ago, like, like you talk about your spiritual journey, like that's not something a lot of people want to <laughs> talk about or like tell their friends. Like, hey, guess what, guys? I'm awakened. Yeah, you exactly. know, <laughs> yeah. They, they just look at you like, what are you talking? Yeah, about? you think <laughs> they think they're weird. So like for at least six months, I didn't talk to anyone about it. I, I just literally just went on a self journey within, which was one of the best experiences I've ever been through, you know, but it wasn't until I finally got out, talked to people. And then obviously the big shift with meditation, mm-hmm. mindfulness, where more people are open to it, which is super cool. Cause that's, cause that's huge for everyone who's on their own personal yep. journey is sharing it with others, hearing about their experiences, what they learned, you know, and just talking about it opens up your mind more about that and then your journey. So once I actually started studying it and practicing it, I just, I realized more recently that every time I read these books, like mindfulness, spiritual or whatever books, the first thought, every time I'd learned something new, the first thought that'd come into my mind is how can I teach this more simply to people? Okay. Which, which then I realized one of my strengths and probably my best skill is to is to teach complex concepts in a more simplified manner to the normal mind. Okay. So that's why I knew I I'd be great for teaching the young millennials and college students and stuff like that about mindfulness and meditation cuz if if anyone thinks about meditation they think they think about monks Sitting yeah. on a mountain yeah. going, mm, yeah, exactly. you know, and they don't know ultimately like what it is. It's just because we're not informed mm-hmm. and everyone's uneducated. That's not something that, that we've been taught or, you know, through school or exactly. anything like that. So it's completely new, which is understandable why no one knows what it is. But I've just gone into studying it and I've experienced everything and I know the benefits of it. And now I know how to simply teach it to the people. So that's where I combine the aspects of fitness, health and mindfulness to just better everyone's overall well-being for an ultimate life okay you know because with fitness aspect it started off with just you know you want to get a rock and bod like hit me up because i know how to get you rock and bod mm-hmm. but then i realized that's not exactly i don't want to be known for that i don't want to be known for the guy that just can get you a six pack or yep. just get you you know um big muscles or whatever <laughs> <laughs> but uh i just i just want to better everyone's overall health and through minimalist fitness training, you know, I want to prove to people that you don't have to be a fitness enthusiast in order to get an awesome lean physique, mm-hmm. you know, because if that's what usually people think you got to work out six days a week, you have to be on an unsustainable like diet that's not enjoyable whatsoever, mm-hmm. which is not true. Exactly. But that's the cool part about fitness and nutrition. There's so many different ways mm-hmm. to achieve your ideal physique and everything. And that's what I wanted to teach the people who are busy, who think that they don't have the time to do that, which, you know, they actually do, but it's just, I just put it in a more simplified format for them through fitness, through health with nutrition and with mindfulness and meditation. Okay, great. So it looks like you've come a very long way in your journey, um, whether it's through school, um, entrepreneurship as a young kid, and through your um, Zen mode, I should say, 
Oh, right now. So we're gonna. <laughs> I like, <the> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so we're gonna just take your journey. Um, we're gonna put it in one section, and we're gonna turn it into a loading bar, uh, from zero to a hundred percent. Where do you feel like you are right now with your loading bar? Um. Can you uh, kind of explain that? I didn't really understand that question. So, um, with all you've done so far, um, and with your progression into um, self-awareness and um, the Zen movement, um, as that using that as a stepping stone into your progression, how far have you come along your journey um, compared to where you started? Like on percentage-wise, like how on a loading bar, how where would you be? So how far I've come through entrepreneurship and my progression with everything I've been doing to my potential? Yeah. yeah so like if, if you had a loading bar from zero to 100 and 100 is like complete self-awareness, complete everything you've ever wanted to do in life, oh. what percentage do you think you're at right now? Hmm. Oh, man. First thing that comes to my mind, probably like, 15, 20, maybe. Okay. okay. So what gets you to 100? What will get me to 100? Yeah. Or first, what does 100 look like? What are you doing? Where are you living? What's the lifestyle that you're having? Um. Well, obviously, everything changes, and that's why I don't really tend to look 5, 10 years out ahead of myself. Because plus, just right now, as we know, with all the technological changes going on, yeah. like, shit's happening <laughs> fast. Exactly. You know, stuff <laughs> changes all the time. That's why, like, with my entrepreneurship and marketing classes that I did take in school, it was, like, so old school compared to what was going on at the time. Because you can't make a textbook out of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. It's too quick. And, yeah, especially right now, how things are changing. So that's why I don't really tend to look like down the road because like if I were to say like beginning of the summer that I'd be moving to New York mm-hmm. to to work while while working on like zentality like I, I I don't think I'd be doing that you know like like it's been changing so quickly so that's why that's why a big thing for me is just my spiritual practice you know which I think is going to get me there quicker and take me to 100 mm-hmm. continuing to practice mindfulness and deepen my self-awareness and to deepen my state of presence in every moment because that unlocks my true intuition that guides me on my path which whichever which way it may go because mm-hmm. like for example like in high school I uh, I owned a film company and I loved film I loved video editing I loved acting I loved entertaining and I thought you know my dream was to be like a director and an actor that's what I wanted to do exactly. in high school, okay. you know? And then when I got into college, I realized like, okay, like um, just entertaining and video editing and the whole film production thing was just another skill to put in my back pocket to mm-hmm. use for, you know, and now I use it for content creation and marketing for my own brand and potentially for other brands. Exactly. You know, so I just, sure. I don't know exactly the path I'm going to take because like as humans, like biologically, like, like uh, we ch- like the biology within us, we change at least like like every eight years. I think it is right now right. is what I've read. And plus, you can tell from just like your passions, like how many times has your passion changed? That's you true. know. But then, like that self awareness allows you to know if that's truly your passion. Because mm-hmm. someone could say like, "Oh, I'm passionate about this," so like, "Why are you passionate are you, about that? Yeah. How are you passionate about that?" You know, like finding 
the true source, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. and that's self-awareness as well. Like finding the true source for those kind of things, your true passion or your goals, you know? So that's why just the practice of deepening my state of presence and deepening my state of self-awareness is just going to get me to a hundred, a hundred percent. Okay. I like that. I like that. So that leads us to our favorite part of the interview, the deep questions. Bing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared. (laughs) So first question, if you could relive one moment, not to change, just relive it, Mm -hmm. what would it be? Relive one moment in my life? Yeah. If you could relive one moment of your life, not to change, what would it be? So if I was reliving this moment, I'd have the same like awareness that I have right now in life? Exactly. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. First thing that comes to my mind would be to relive when I was... Or we're still talking about like if I had this awareness. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I'm about to say, like, when I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, everything. Yeah. So, so I relive back to the point where, where our family was living in an apartment where, where my mom and dad were really hustling, mm-hmm. you know, making their way in life when they, you know, had my brother and then had me and we were living in an apartment, mm-hmm. you know, and just to see kind of like the lifestyle, like just a day in the lifestyle of how they lived mm-hmm. like okay. you know because they always said it was just more of like to you know a crappy apartment more, yeah. or something yeah to understand like truly what my mom and dad went through to like mm-hmm. get us here awesome you know i understand i like that okay okay so if you had to write an autobiography about yourself what would the title be hmm. right now yeah. right now The Zen Wizard's Journey. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I Journey can picture, to the Zen Wizard. <laughs> I can picture like clouds in the background, mountains in the distance or something like that. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, another thing just about like my brand, the Zen Wizard, which mm-hmm. grew from me, you know, being mindful, plus the company that I worked with was called Enter Zen and had that Zen aspect mm-hmm. to it. And, th- and that's also when I started saying mindfulness and everything. And plus at the end of the day, like, I have a small obsession of Harry Potter. I love wizards, you know? <laughs> like, if I were to choose to be one thing in life, like, I'd probably be a yeah, wizard. Wizard. <laughs> Wizardry, sorcery, like, that shit's cool, you know? And that's what meditation, like, energy channeling all is to me, like, yep. sorcery. So that's another reason I, like, became to call myself the Zen wizard. Because mm-hmm. low-key, I want to be a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, I like it. Definitely like. So let's imagine everything has disappeared. Internet's gone. All recollection of the Zen wizard has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. What three things do you want to be remembered for? <clears throat> three things to be remembered for. Being able to make a whole group of people, whatever, audience, room, individual, make them be able to laugh and smile. Just, mm-hmm. just bring the positivity into the room instantly with my presence. Being known for my, uh, my wizardry through mindfulness and meditation. And 
I guess I could say just my all-around genuine character. Okay. I like those three. We like those. Um, so, knowing what you know now and being the Zen wizard that you are, would you go through life as a child differently and maybe approach things in a different manner than you would have before? 100% no, just because, you know, at the end of the day, we can't have any regrets and everything that we ultimately went through and experienced in life and the things we've been around shaped us to what we are today. And Mm -hmm. everything I've been through is what has completely shaped me to who I am today. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about my past. So last question, what is a question that you wish that we asked you? Another one. Another one's <laughs> silent. That's what we're doing good. I would say... How, you medit- how do you meditate? Okay. Let us know. How do, how do we meditate? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's hear. I'm trying to learn. Justin's trying to learn. Let everyone right, know you, how we meditate. All right. So simply put, it's just... It's all meditation is is focused attention. So it's just shifting your attention okay. to specific trigger points. So when you sit down in a meditation to establish your presence and ground yourself, you just shift your attention to something specific. So that's why people say like focus on your breathing uh-huh. because you're just putting your attention to your breath, the movement of the breath. Another one's body awareness. Put your full focused attention into the feeling of your body. You're not thinking about your body, mm-hmm. you're just feeling it. Your attention is to your body. Okay. Same thing with sounds. You're just moving your attention to what you're hearing. You're not judging, you're not giving the sound a sense of direction, you're not criticizing it, analyzing it. You're just listening to it. Your okay. attention is just completely focused on whatever you wanna focus it on. So it's just, there's different trigger points you can use to put you deeper and deeper in the present moment, but that's simply put how you how you meditate. It's just shifting your focus from up up here in your mind to into your body or mm-hmm. into your breath or into the sounds of nature. Which nature could be the sound of a plane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's still nature. Mm-hmm. That's nature right now. Or cars. Yeah. That's nature. You know, people think when they like meditate and they hear cars, like, oh, this car is just ruining my meditation, bro. You know, <laughs> but that's a part of nature, exactly. you know, true, it's just true, not true. giving any sounds judgments, uh-huh. you know, but it's just moving, shifting your focused attention into something specific. So it's kind of letting the world be and just taking it all in. Exactly. At once. Okay. I like it. Awesome. Okay. So Kyle, do you have any last words for the people before we head out? We are all energetical beings living in these physical mechanisms on planet earth which Mm -hmm. is a giant rock in space within infinite galaxies that we don't know what the fuck is out there so (laughs) life's not that serious you know (laughs) well there's a little perspective for you everyone awesome Uh, So Kyle, a big, big thanks from Young and Dumb uh, for coming out and doing this interview with us. People listening, you now know how to meditate, so you know what? Get to it. Um, 
you are young and dumb. I'm young and dumb. Justin's young and dumb. Kyle's young and dumb. We are all young and dumb. Check out our website at getyourgrindup.com for more content and Kyle's dumb profile. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Kyle, where can they find you? Uh, main platforms is Instagram, and I just started to grow my YouTube channel, which I'm taking very seriously. Just started a video series. So Instagram... I'm on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at The Zen Wizard. On all um, yeah, platforms? Yeah, just type in The Zen Wizard, I will pop up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Check it out. See you guys next week. Get your grind up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into our podcast. Check out our website, getyourgrindup.com, for every dumb profile and even more content. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Get Your Grind Up. And share a name as we spread your journeys. What doesn't kill you makes you dumber. Thank Thank you, guys. guys. Peace. Peace.